welcome the never ceasing podcast never stop since we started let's keep on going um, my name's <laughs> all i can think about we quoted uh the near the end of wreck it ralph where he goes i'm bad that's, that's good. good i'll never be good that's, that's not, not bad. bad there's no, no one, one i'd rather, rather be, be than, than me, me. So, yes, there's something wrong with this, but we're not uh, getting into that. I'm Tim. We're getting into what's wrong with you. This is um, Nathan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say your present. name. Nathan. I'm present. I'm here. I'm ready. I feel like you've said that before. Present. You're here. You're ready. I mean, I'm sure I have. At it's least you're just... not present, not here. And not ready. And not ready. That's a good yeah. point. I always yeah. ask him beforehand. Are you ready? Ready. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? And then I welcome back least, to Never Ceasing. I do podcast. it at least two times. <laughs> it's not just once. It's like three, two. Yeah, like I, I almost question whether I'm ready or not after <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, so in my life, I've asked people like, "Hey, you ready?" And then I go, they're like, "Yeah, I'm ready." And then I leave, and then they're like, "No, I need a second. I'm like. I just asked if you were ready. <laughs> I just asked you if you're ready. What did you, what, what you, did you mean? What did you think I meant when I asked you if you're ready? It's normally, yeah, let me go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, put on a new pair of pants. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, so you're not ready. You're not ready. Mm-hmm. Just say no. <laughs> just say no. Like, Especially it annoys really... me if they're the ones that want to, like, at 2 o'clock we need to go somewhere. And it's like one fifty-five, And I'm like, are you ready to go? They're like, oh, I got to do this, that, this, that. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, you know, I I've been that person before. Yeah, you you are that kind of person, so I apologize for your future self. Yeah, but yeah. that's not what we're talking about. Today. No, it's not. We're, we're gonna... talking about something today. It's kind of big. It, it it really is, honestly. It's uh, well, it's kind of it's kind of little 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 bitty, but the word itself, yeah, yeah, the word itself is a little itty bitty. But then it 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 you know, it's a big thing. Yeah, but it's a little bitty. But anyways, today we're going to be talking about sin. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hold on to your uh, seats because this might get interesting. <laughs> you know, every everybody's done it. Yeah. And everybody's going to do it again. But it depends on what you do after you do it. I'll see you do it again. <laughs> For those who know that song. But it, that's, yeah, it's uh, it's something that you're going to do, yeah, and you've already done, already. And if you say you do, if you have not, if you haven't, if you say you haven't, then you just did because lying's a sin. <laughs> I love um, what's that one? It's it's water something, but there's a guy um. And he starts off by going, the Bible says that you're a sinner. And most people will deny the fact that they've done anything wrong. So they say, no, I haven't. I'm not a, I'm not a sinner. And then he starts by asking, have you ever lied before? And most people are like, yeah, I've lied before. And right. then he goes, have you ever stolen anything before? And he goes, the most, most people say, yeah, I think in life we've stolen a cookie or two. Um... And so he goes on to say, according to the Bible, that means you're a sinner. Hmm. Uh, and 
the only way for redemption is through Jesus Christ, because all men have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's uh, true. Which is, I think I'll I'll think I'll wait for that. But let me that's just all I'm gonna start with. Nathan has the definition of sin. I do. I do have the definition. An absolutely wonderful thing to hear. Yeah. That he's prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It says we believe, as in, I'm guessing, someone on the internet. It says we believe that sin is the willful transgression of the known law of God. Now, some people may not know what the word transgression means. So I looked that up as well. I looked that up. A transgression is something that is against a common or law. Command, I'm sorry. Command or law. A common, Whether, <laughs> a common law. Yeah. yeah. Whether you are cheating on a test or cheating on a spouse, you're committing transgressions that are not easily forgiven. A transgression can be a failure to do your duty. A sin is a transgression against God. A failure against your duty deserve God. That hurts. That hurts. Yeah, yeah, it does. That hurts. <laughs> wow. Just a transgression against God, you know? Yeah. And that, that really hurts. You know, I think about, you know, good people. Yeah. Good people in my life. And I think about making them mad. It's, it's not fun. No. There isn't a single thing about hurting your friend. What did I say? Start that over. There isn't a single fun thing (laughs) about hurting your friend. Right. I mean, there's a fun thing about teasing your friend. Yeah. Not hurting your friend. Right. You know? And to think about it that way, you know, makes you really feel pain. Mm. It doesn't make you feel good inside. No. No, it doesn't. Uh, we, I think that's something to really think about. Like, we don't want to hurt our friend. We don't want to hurt our family. But we see sin and we're enticed by it because we're human beings. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because of the fact that we just don't even, like, think about god in the moment when we're about to sin mm. most of the time you don't. it's normally the furthest thing from our mind yeah and it's like and i think about in in a lot of times in the bible or in just everyday things they're like god where were you when i was sinning and there's a scripture that says i'm not a part of sin and so when people blame god for the wrong things that they've done and they're like, why would God let that happen? There's nothing a part of him that is sin. You know, that's that's another crazy thing to think about. It's true. Uh, I have a scripture. I have a lot of scriptures today. I hope you don't mind. But I took a picture of a scripture, of a scripture, and I didn't know it was a part of sin, but it is. Because I took it back like three, four weeks ago. And I wasn't even thinking about doing this cast, but it just kind of showed up. And it says in Romans five sixteen, Therefore, through one man's offense, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation. Even so, through one man's righteous act, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. 
for for as by one man's disobedience there were made many there were made sinners so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous mm. moreover the law entered that the offense might abound but where sin abound grace abounds much more so so that as sin reigned in death even so grace might reign through righteousness to eternal life through Jesus Christ our lord Okay. <laughs> that was powerful. Yeah, it is. Through it's... through one man's offense, judgment came. And that's of course Adam and Eve. You could say that's two people. It was both their offenses. But they both chose. And there was a YouTube video. I'm sorry I'm going on a long tangent and not including <laughs> you here, but there's a YouTube video that I was watching and <laughs> it said in the beginning, God made Adam and Eve just specifically so they could sin because they didn't have the knowledge between good and evil. And the counterpoint that he made was God designed men with free will. And so from the beginning of time, we've had the choice to commit sin or to not commit sin. We've had free will from the beginning, but we weren't always formed in sin until True. one man's choice. Just like it said in Romans, and through one man's choice, we are redeemed through Jesus Christ, our Savior. It also said in that same scripture where it's like they said, or it said, um, one man can cause lot of pain for other people but mm -hmm. also one man can cause a lot of good for other people yeah absolutely and you have to make a constant conscious decision to do that mm -hmm. to do good and it's so much easier to do bad absolutely it's so much easier and the definition of sin i mean i read it but like the de definition to me is doing something that you know you should not be doing. Mm -hmm. It's so much easier to do something that you know you should not be doing than to do something that you know you should do and you don't want to do. Because yeah. <laughs> in your mind, you're like, yeah, I shouldn't do this, but I want to. Mm -hmm. And then with a good thing, you're like, yeah, I should do that, but I don't want to. Yeah. It's like, we our brains are messed up. <laughs> our brains are messed up. Like but that's because we're human and that's an excuse, but it is a valid point and the fact of the matter is we are in fact human. Mm -hmm. But we still have the ability to choose to do good. Yeah, absolutely. And you feel so much better doing good than you do feel doing bad. And yeah. that's that's I, just I think that uh, Satan's greatest greatest attack against us is the temptation of doing the wrong thing. I don't think it was something we were born with to always do wrong. But I think it was from the tree of good and evil that we really started to have that thing start happening to us. And in another scripture, uh, this is John, 1 John 3. And I'm going to start from 3. And it says, whosoever commits sin also commits lawlessness. 
and sin is lawlessness. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sin, and in him there is no sin. Whoever abides in him does not sin. Whoever sins has neither seen him nor known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who... uh, Start that again. Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous, and and just as he is righteous, he who sinned is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Whosoever has been born of God does not sin, for his seed remains in him, and he cannot sin, because he has been born of God. Mm. And what I want to say is don't get this confused with um, this kind of greasy grace thing, where once saved, always saved. I th- I think once you're saved, you're always saved, yes. But I think you can really hurt God. And as you said before, it's a transgression against God. It's a hurtful thing from God that we re- re-exist in ourselves. And I really think that we should always ask for forgiveness. Because um, it's that transgression. It's that hurtful part. But once we take on God, we remove that sin from us. And we... There's forgiveness, and then there's the baptismal, which is putting away the old man, the man of devil, the child of the devil, and becoming into the child of God. Yeah. That's a, that's a powerful thing for sure when yeah. you finally... And when you get baptized and you have the right idea of what you're getting baptized for, when you come up out of that water you feel so much different mm-hmm. and it's like i was just dunked into water like what 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 makes me feel different it's not the fact of the fact it's not the fact that you got baptized in water it's the fact that you knew why you were going underwater and then you came up differently mm-hmm. i got baptized back in like september maybe october and down at blue ridge um, where I was going to college for a little bit. And I can say that I felt different when I experienced that. Mm-hmm. By sin sense, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, I'm not going to try to pretend like, oh, no, I've been perfect ever since I got baptized. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's, uh, I just, I'm just a perfect man now. Um <laughs> so perfect (laughs) nobody hates me (laughs) so perfect Uh, no that's funny though that's funny thinking you're perfect if you think you're perfect that's just (laughs) can you come see me and tim so we can laugh at you can we we, as as a as a wise man once told me uh, nobody's perfect and if you are perfect i'd like to see your angel wings please <laughs> <laughs> straight up excuse facts. me excuse me sir are you perfect <laughs> yes i am can i see your angel wings <laughs> can, can i, I just... see your holy halo <laughs> can i just see that i just i, I need just to wanna, i just want to see what it looks like Is no that man, a... i don't want to like it i don't touch anything or anything I like that yeah, I, I, just, I, don't... I just need to see it you know 
just like uh, Thomas, like he didn't need to put his hands inside of Jesus's like palms yeah, or his feet. Side. He just needed yeah. to see it. So yeah, I mean, I you know, <laughs> and then he said, "Do it." <laughs> Stick your hand in there. Daddy. Sorry, I'm imagining Thomas now. I love you, Daddy. Talking to Jesus, and Jesus goes, I love you, Thomas. Okay, I have to do a side little tangent. We went to Gateway here, and we we go in, and there's a dude in front of us. He's picking up food for something. And they go, Lord Forquad, but on Botox. <laughs> and my immediate response was, Lord Forquad already looks like he's on Botox. <laughs> I love you, Daddy. I love you, Daddy. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. Let's go back to Sin. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, that's not <laughs> in, in podcast form. In podcast. <laughs> uh,. One of my <laughs> let's go back to sin. Let's um, go back to sin. Sin brings pain and suffering. Sin will lead you to death. The devil tempts everyone with sin in their weakest spots. When you are tempted by sin, you're not gonna be tempted by something that you can overcome. Yeah. And well, you no, can overcome no. everything. As I say. Uh, there's a there's a scripture in the Bible that God gives to those and does not tempt beyond their capacity of taking. Just because you have the capacity to take it doesn't mean it's gonna feel good. True. You have you have God gives you the capacity to survive, but that doesn't mean it's gonna feel good. Because God gives to those that need it, but do you ask for it? Because you will feel attacked, run over, beaten down. Like Peter was, or not Peter. Well, yeah, like Peter. Like Peter was, but I was thinking of Paul. Like Paul was. Beaten, bruised, thrown in jail, kind of left for dead, yet it all meant nothing. Hmm. You know? And sin is going to tempt you constantly. It's going to beat you down. It's going to bruise you up. It's going to make you want to sin. But God gave you the ability to survive. God gave you the ability to live and to grow. It's true. I'm sorry for interrupting you. No, that was <laughs> it's true. It is true. Um But I, I do think that we are tempted in ways where yeah, it's not beyond what we can handle, but it is our weakest spots. Like Oh, absolutely. Because the, if it wasn't, then we wouldn't be tempted to sin. In in a war. Do you attack the strongest point? Do you attack the capital? No. The building that has the most amount of armed forces in it. Or do you attack the weak point? The point where there's no one defending it. And it basically is almost worthless. But you can punch through. And you can break through to the heart. And that's exactly what, what Satan does. Right. He attacks the weak point. It says in First Peter 5, 8. Be sober and vigilant, because your adversary the devil walketh about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. 
I mean, that you are the one that gives the devil the the or the option to devour you. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. The Bible doesn't say the devil walking the route like a total loser. <laughs> the devil walks around like he's never gonna hurt you, but the devil walks around like a roaring lion, and he attempts to get you to break and to sin and to fall short. And we with with, with everything that sin is. That's what really stops us, is there's a roaring lion. And if you've ever been in some sort of kind of creepy haunted mansion thing, what they'll do is they'll set up large microphones to put in spooky sounds and things like that. But they're just a roaring lion. It's true. And that's that's exactly what it says right there. Satan is a roaring lion looking for whom he may devour. It's true. It doesn't say the devil is an attacking lion, attacking who he may devour. He's looking for those whom he may devour. You have to be the one willing to allow him to attack you. They say, uh, I don't remember if this is, I believe this is correct. When a bear comes and attacks you, you stand up big, you take your clothes, make them bigger. Really puff yourself out to make yourself big and roar. You don't stand there and go, uh, <laughs> Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me, Mr. Bear. <laughs> I don't want to die today. You go, wrong Because that scares away the bear. That's exactly what Satan does. Hmm. Satan is the bear coming up. He's coming up to, to take you. He's roaring at you to make you terrified. But you know, it's just a roar. Hmm. Wow. It's when you, yourself, fall down and say, take me, I'm dead. That is when he devours. That's true. And I really think that it's once again the transgression against God. It's an act of transgression against God. It's not an act of helping the devil. It's an act of a transgression against God. It's true. And when you realize that it's just a roaring lion, you don't have to be afraid. That's hard. Because it's spooky. I think that is something to think about, though, because... There's times where, yeah, you're sinning just because you want to sin, but then there's also sins where you commit where you think that if you don't, something really bad's going to happen to you. Mm -hmm. You think that if you don't do something wrong, it, sometimes you think that if you do something wrong, it would be better than doing something right. Yeah. And that's the way that, the, that Satan deceives you. Mm -hmm. He deceives you thinking like, well, if you don't do this, then you're that. And if you don't commit this sin, well, then you're a loser or something like yeah, that. Something absolutely. so in, in, insignificant that you shouldn't even like second, like give it a second thought. Yeah. But you do because you believe those things about yourself. If you don't mm -hmm. believe that you're a son of God, if you don't believe that you are, you know, like precious in Jesus' eyes, why wouldn't you sin? Yeah. 
why wouldn't you allow yourself to be tempted to do those things that your flesh desires? Why wouldn't you? If you don't think that you have a bigger purpose, Mm -hmm. why would you not? Yeah. (laughs) Like I, you have no other reason to live. If you don't believe in God, why would you not allow yourself to do those things? I mean, and that's the, like, that's the question that I don't have an answer. And I think I do have the answer. You, you would do it because you have no other purpose, but mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's, it's what I read. I'm going to pull it back up like a true person. <laughs> John, first John three, whosoever commits sin also commits lawlessness. Uh, whosoever abides in him does not sin but whosoever sins has neither seen him nor known him it is and i mean sometimes you people would look at christians or followers of jesus christ as like people who think they're perfect absolutely i I not only follow jesus christ and I believe in him. I know that he's real and all these things. Mm-hmm. I know it. I know it. But that doesn't take away from the fact I am no more or no less than anyone yeah. on this earth. I don't. I mean, I have something that some people don't. And it's the most important thing that I can ever like. Uh have mm-hmm. <laughs> i was looking for a bigger better word but i just I, obtain yeah. obtain but i'm not better than anybody i'm not yeah. and it doesn't matter what i have it doesn't matter what you have money fame status whatever it doesn't matter you're not better than anybody you're not I, better than anybody <laughs> I, I think of even jesus and jesus said that even greater things you shall do yeah and you're like, but Jesus, Jesus, you know what I'm saying? Jesus. It's like, yeah. Jesus is the son of God and you'll do greater things than him. Right. And you're like, nobody's greater than the other. Right. And you think about it. And then once again, it says here, uh, behold, what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because he did not know him. And people get that so wrong when they hear you'll do greater works than i did absolutely no the you thing won't. is <laughs> is is yeah yeah i'm gonna let you go ahead i i all i want to say is with that you can only do greater works with jesus if you have jesus in you because it's jesus through you it's mm-hmm. not it's not you being jesus it's not you doing better things than jesus it's you doing things that jesus made you to do yeah it's 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 the same thing i said earlier is is i suppose i how we're taught to pray is father in the name of jesus right so it's father through jesus it's not father in the name of nathan (laughs) I pray that you would heal this boy. <laughs> it's not Father in the name of me. Right. I pray that you help him. Right. It's through Jesus. Yeah. I pray that you heal this one. I really that's something I struggle with. Because I've been praying a lot over seeing those kind of things. 
and just seeing greater things come. And I keep saying, Lord, help me see, to see greater things. But I, I have trying to start to change it. Help me to see greater things through you. Right. Because I, I feel like I've been getting in this mindset is that I have to heal them. But I can't heal them. No. It's through Jesus that I heal. And it's through Jesus that I prophesy. It's through Jesus that people are saved. It's true. And it's that mindset that I've been getting into of, I am a child of God. Yeah. But I still need to call upon the name of Jesus. Right. And yeah. Call upon my name and cast out demons. Well, and it's like, it's thinking about it. It's just think about it. Right. I know that I'm a son of my father and my mother. Yeah. But I would be stupid if I was in trouble and if they were right there and they could help me, Mm -hmm. if I didn't call out to them, if I didn't say I need help, like either you're being prideful, you are not willing to allow somebody else to help you, which is being prideful. (laughs) It's just like either pride or you got pride, prideful (laughs) or you're prideful. One of the, one of the above, you're either prideful, 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 one of the above. I don't know, but you figure it out myself. (laughs) I don't want other people's help because I think I'm better than them. <laughs> so I don't know what it is, but I'm pretty sure I'm leaning toward, towards prideful. Um, don't don't be like that. Yeah. I, and it's another thing I've seen recently is is don't put other gods before me. Yeah, and people are like, so there are other gods, and I sit there and I go, you are. When I when when this is very very specific, when the Bible says don't have other gods before me, you can have yourself be a god, and you can say I am gonna do this, I'm gonna change the world, I'm gonna do everything myself, and you realize that you're putting yourself as God and making yourself God. So have no other gods before me means don't put yourself before God, mm-hmm. don't put those things. Don't put that famous person before God. Don't say Miley Cyrus is going to change. Well, that's a weird person. Miley Cyrus is going to change my life. It's not her that can save you. Nope. And it's not uh, Justin Bieber. It's not Tim Tebow. It's not uh, the famous pastor, whoever, that's going to save me. I was, uh, you, you, you might be saying, I was listening to, uh, my goodness, I'm trying to think of any famous pastor, and I'm just blanking. Uh, I, uh, what is his name? I know. It's the son of that really famous pastor that I keep forgetting the name of. So I, I, hear, I hear his stuff on the radio. I don't remember his name. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> See? <laughs> he knows exactly what I'm talking about because it's it's the son of a super famous pastor. He is in Texas. He yeah. is a pastor. Um, his name is. I don't remember. Oh my god! Oh my! Oh my god! Hold Please on. help me remember. <laughs> oh Lord! I, I I've listened anyway, to him before, so I'm surprised. yeah, he's got he's got. I'm gonna look it up. I'm just going to look it up. Pastor in Texas. There's a lot of pastors in Texas. No, but it's going to probably be like one of the first ones. I know. That's why I'm going to look it up that way. That's not how you spell Texas. (laughs) Joel Osteen. Joel Osteen's one of them. 
Is that who you were no, talking about? No, who I was talking about. Okay. Well, that's who I was thinking of. Oh. What's the other ones? Um, Tony Evans. No. It's a famous son. Because Joel Osteen is, is not a famous son. Famous son of a pastor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's see what that comes up as. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It's a really big pastor. And he recently, like, I think two years ago, passed away. And then his son took over. Rick Warren. No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I don't know who you're talking about. Let me see if I can do this. No, not that. I'm so sorry that we're doing this in the middle of recording. Um, I'm going to bring us back because it doesn't really matter. Forgiveness is not just for you. When we receive forgiveness from God, that should make us want to extend grace, mercy, mm -hmm. and forgiveness to others. It is something that we have to realize that when we're forgiven, we didn't deserve that. We didn't deserve to be forgiven. In fact, we, what we deserve is eternal damnation. Yeah. We deserve to go straight to hell. <laughs> we don't even deserve the chance to go to heaven, let alone, like, we think we're entitled because we are a son of God. We're a son yeah. of God because God is, you know, <laughs> yeah. the creator of the universe. We're, we're not... So that should really make you feel small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me just finish my thought for a second. Yeah. Of we're not saved by that famous pastor. We're saved by God. Right. And right. being a child of God, it, it means that we're we're a part of God. That Jesus is in us because we have to receive him. Right. Uh, we're the forgiveness of sin. I believe in Jesus Christ and I accept him in my heart to be my savior. Right. And you realize that that is... The redemption of sin True. is that you take on that ability to have sins forgiven through Jesus Christ. It is. It is true. It's the knowledge of knowing that you can't be forgiven mm -hmm. unless God forgives you. And you can't be forgiven unless you repent. You have to repent of your sin. And I, I that might not be true. I don't know. But so I, one more time, I just blinked out. Like I was like, you, "What's the next topic?" You have to. God forgives you whether you repent or not, but you have to repent to become close to Him again. Sort of. <laughs> we have to first accept Jesus Christ as our Savior. Right. And through Him, we have the redemption of sins. You can sin again. And still believe in God and still have that um savior faith, like I read in uh Bible first John <laughs> we are children of God, right, but you can still walk away from God because I don't believe it this is a probably controversial, probably it may be my own personal, so forgive me, sin can come back. You can't stop believing in God. Like if, if in your heart you believed and said one time when you were five years old, God, please save me from my sin. And then you go back to sin. You're no longer saved. You have to re-repent and retake on God. But if in your heart 
you repent and you believe that Jesus Christ is your Savior at five years old. And from then on, truly believe in your heart that he is your Savior and you go and sin again, he's still your Savior. Doesn't mean you don't need to still repent for that sin. But he's still your Savior. You still believe that Jesus Christ is your Savior. Right. There, We are imperfect. Sure. No matter where <laughs> we go, no matter what we are. But that doesn't mean that God can't be your Savior. While you're still working on being better, removing sin from your life, not causing transgressions against God, it's not an overnight process. It takes time. And as you grow in God, more will be removed. You're never going to be perfect, but always ask for forgiveness, even if you know you're forgiven. Yeah. It just helps. It just always helps. But as you're working to become the sinless person, remember to ask for forgiveness with sin because you're already saved. The sin's forgiven, but you need to ask for repentance because it just, it, it's like a friend thing. Like you messed up. You ask for forgiveness. You're buddy, buddy again. <laughs> I've said this before. Um, but what's important is that you take the, that you're saved and then you ask for forgiveness with it. It's true. Because you can say that I was saved once and don't believe it. Just words. It's true. Anyways, I wrote down that knowledge that sin is not your friend. Yeah. Sin isn't something that we should want more of. We should run from sin. Mm-hmm. It's, and I really make that sound easy when I say we should run from sin, but mm-hmm. you have to train yourself to become an athletic runner. You have to also train yourself to not sin. Mm. And I feel like that takes so much out of you so that God can fill you with what is right. I think another important thing is that all sin is the same to God. There's no greater sin than another sin. All sin is the same. It's true. It's something I should add. But when you say you should run from the temptation of sin in life, there are certain things that you will be easily run away from and things that are hard to run away from. If you see a drug dealer in an alley with a whole bunch of guys with knives, (laughs) you're probably going to run away. (laughs) That's the easiest way to run away. You're like, that's (laughs) it. I'm not going to go do drugs. (laughs) Woo. Woo. (laughs) But it's the temptation of in your room by yourself. You need to learn to run away as if it was a man with drugs and a gang of daggers. Because there's it no would... greater sin than a different than one than to the other. True. Now, for us, it might be easy to say, "Don't go in a woman's bathroom." Seems stupidly obvious. Don't <laughs> go in there. You have to think of it. All sin is the same. When you think about, I should lie to this person to get what I want. It'll make it everything better. You have to think about it like, but I'll get stabbed. Why would I do that? Why would I go stab somebody? (laughs) Why would I myself get stabbed by this sin? And it's that mindset. It's really a trick in your brain. That you're like, you have to reset your mind. It's what I said before is that you can accept redemption and forgiveness of sins. But it's that mindset of changing that 
that tone to get better is a forever thing. It's forever change. Uh, something that I wrote, and I think it goes along with this. It says, sin is a barrier to God. It holds us back from God and makes us a child of Satan. But when we are saved, we can become children of God. It's true. And when I say that, I want to say that sin is a barrier from God. What I said before about sin is like a wall to from us to God. So if we keep committing more and more sin, the bigger the wall there be between us and God. And the more that we ask for forgiveness of sin, the less of a wall there be. True. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's... Um... <laughs> But I think at the end of the day, it really has a lot to do with the fact that you have to desire not to want to have a wall, mm -hmm. not yeah. to want to be far away from God. And when you sin once, it's easy to sin again because mm -hmm. you already know that you are far from God. Because like you, like we said earlier, when you sin, God is not near you because God is not sin. So when you sin, you're not close to him again until you have repented. And I do believe that you can feel God's presence even when you've sinned. Yeah. But it's not the same. It's not like, it's like when you're in trouble with your parents and you know that you're like in trouble, mm -hmm. you don't want to like try to see them <laughs> because you know that the punishment is going to be like, whatever it's going to be and you just don't want to go through it. But then you have to think about it. Like when it's over, it's over mm -hmm. and then you can start over. Absolutely. And that shame that whatever that you're carrying. Yeah. You can, you can go and hide and you can decide not to face the fact that you've done something wrong, but that's not going to help you. And it's actually only going to make you feel like you like, I guess it's really honestly going to make you feel like a criminal to the sin. It's, yeah. And it's like, what's the point of not making it right? It's exactly what Adam and Eve did. Right. Is is a physical representation of how sin makes you feel. Is they ran into a cave and they tried to hide. Right. And every time you sin, you go deeper in that cave, away from God. God still knows where you are and he'll go and find you and pull you out. But every time you sin, you go deeper in the cave. And it's farther away from God. God can still pull you out. He knows exactly where you are. But it doesn't mean that it's easy to find God again. Because each time you sin, you're pulling away from God and going into the cave. But every time that you commit redemption, you come out of that cave. You run out of that grave, out of the darkness, and to his glorious day. True. That's it's true. It's... uh. Yeah, my uh, last note that I have here. Oh, last note. Sin is, sin is always available. Heaven is not. Yeah. There is an endless supply of sin. We can sin whenever we want to, mm -hmm. but there is no free passes into heaven, so we shouldn't take sin lightly. I think that we think we have a time clock. Yeah. Um, you know, most people live until 80. You know, I, I, I'm only 19. Mm -hmm. Like, I got 61 years until I'm 80. 
No. I got time. Got you know, time. why why would why would I do what's right when I got sixty one years? Listen, I'll wait like, you know, sixty years from now, I'll make things right, I'll live the last year that I have and I'll, you know, live for God. No, because that doesn't work. You're not gonna have a joyful, a happy, a peaceful life. Do you actually wanna live sixty years like that? You don't have peace, you don't have happiness, you don't have joy. What you have is burden mm-hmm. of sin and it's not comfortable it's it's like going into a room knowing that you're not accepted and trying to allow yourself to be okay with that you're not nobody wants to be around people that don't like them yeah. <laughs> so it's like why would you continue to do something that furthers you away from someone that that understands you completely Mm -hmm. that can help you in every situation like it that's what it is and there there is no free passes into heaven so we shouldn't take sin lightly Mm -hmm. so i think it's i've been trying to look it up you will not know the time or the hour of my return but I will return. And I don't think you know the effect of that. When we say things about God, we don't know the time or an hour or place. When he'll return. It could be tomorrow. Tomorrow is not promised. It is given. It's true. Um, and so, with God, that's what we need to remember about sin. Is like, oh, tomorrow. I'll get it tomorrow. Yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll care of it tomorrow. I, I got it. I got. I got about mm, sixty gears. You know, nothing too big. I'll take I care can, of it tomorrow. I can take my time. It's it's tomorrow. Right. You're gonna get shot tomorrow. Right. <laughs> You're gonna walk in that back alley with those knives. Yeah. Get stabbed. Yeah. No, <laughs> but know. I mean, you don't no, know. But really, take it to that extreme. Yeah. It, it, when. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I'm not. Gonna, I'm not telling you to get out of bed and think that somebody's gonna I'm shoot you in the head. Myself today. <laughs> I'm not saying that, but live with that realization that you're not promised tomorrow. It doesn't have to go further than yeah. saying, you know, I'm gonna get shot in the head. I'm gonna do all this. I'm gonna go jump off a bridge. I'm not saying that, but like what we're saying is live with the realization that in about ten and a half hours. You might not be here anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I want you to think as if it's suddenly, once again, the year 2020. Yeah. COVID's here. You could, If you go outside, you could get it. Right. If you remember that and that exact feeling, just think of that for every single day. Yeah. Now, I'm going to talk about another current event. The war with Ukraine. Yeah. Ukraine didn't expect a war with Russia. Yeah. But you know what? It showed up on their doorstep. And I want you to think about China, Russia, North Korea, any of those places have nuclear bombs, nuclear warheads. And you might be saying, I live somewhere safe. I don't want to get <laughs> nuked. I want you to know, for most of our listeners, how you doing? We live, <laughs> we live in the middle between Philly, Pittsburgh, Harrisburg. We're about dead center between the three. If you were to drop a large enough nuclear warhead 
we'd be about the destination to get three major cities. True. Now, that's a pretty big bomb. That's a big <laughs> bomb. But I'm saying that that kind of effect can still hit us. It's true. We might not get hit. But if Philly or Harrisburg or something like that gets hit, we'll lose it all. We'll probably have to leave our homes just from close proximity to that radiation. You would be like, that's hours away. I know. <laughs> but bombs have only gotten bigger. You know? And we even live close to New York City, which I think if one went there, it wouldn't be as bad. But it's that kind of mentality of, you know, we're kind of a hotspot for nuclear warheads. And you might be saying, Philly, Pittsburgh, that's like, it's not that big of a deal. But the point still stands of it could happen any day. It's true. I mean, Pennsylvania is not the place I'd want to go and invade. <laughs> but they could. Mm -hmm. You could invade on our coastline. And I really think that you really need to take a double check. Yeah. About the price of that redemption is it's free, but it's given free. So you have to receive. Sure. It's not free for everyone. No. You have to receive it. And I know it's another thing, uh, a slight thing off, if they don't know it and how free it was. They have to go by a different set of rules and laws. And most of the time, they're going to fall short. It's true. There's uh, maybe one or two people that have done it without knowing the redemption of Jesus Christ. But I really couldn't tell you. I mean, the Bible talks about it, and this is a lot of theory that I'd rather not get into. <laughs> but I'm saying for us, where we are, we don't have time. No. We have heard it before. If you look at our str city streets, just in our town alone, probably about 10 churches, give or take. And you want to say that you've never known. It's sitting right in front of you. You have to have heard about Jesus Christ, at least a little bit. Yeah. You might not have heard the full extent. And I think in our dialect, we say the name Jesus, you know, often in our perverted language and to not hear it and to not know you've you could you could even say you've heard and you've blasphemed the name the name that could save you you know and that to me is such a sad story is that you've heard but you've not known you know for some people that's not their fault and then for others it is their fault because they've heard and they don't want to hear it and then there's other people that have heard but didn't understand exactly it's like and this is another thing that we've talked about in revelations is they'll hear and they'll not know you know the word of the lord will become in vain good will be evil and evil will be good and it's only gotten worse it's only gotten worse it's true that's i mean that's and so you might not know the time or the hour but you don't you know, know. <laughs> i i know for myself i struggle a lot with that i know that i have a buddy who really succeeds in that area where he really loves to tell people about jesus and i struggle to talk to people i don't know i'd really do struggle and 
to think that it would be the last time I saw them would break my heart. You know, I try to get to know people and get to know where their faith is. And a lot of times their faith isn't in the strongest position. I know, I think I've talked about this guy before, but just a guy who knew who Jesus was, but asked, only said the New Testament or only said this part of God. And to me, that's so sad. And if I want to help him, but I don't want to push him, I don't want to push him away from God. And it's, it's another one of those hidden unlocked fears <laughs> of, of trying to be a witness for God, but pushing them away in sin. And it's just, it terrifies me. It terrifies me of messing up and pushing them further away. I've seen that too. And, you know, the best option for if you're trying to do that, trying to help people, is pray. And the only way to remove sin is through prayer. And the only way to help people is through prayer. If you don't want people to be held back by a roaring lion anymore, pray. You can send them scripture. You can tell them that they're wrong hours and hours upon upon end. It doesn't change their heart. Only God can do that. Only God can change people. Only God can save people. And so the real thing I want to drive home here as we kind of wrap up is pray. Pray for forgiveness and he'll take away. And he'll return all the things that have been lost and restore what has been lost and give more. I've, I've read that scripture a lot. Um, I think most people know. Our church changed our name to Restoration Church because we're tired of that. We're tired of the devil taking things away. And what we want to see is to take back and restore all the land that was taken and return it double fold. I don't, I, I'm tired of seeing people taken away by sin and hate and pain and just all these different things. But I want to see people restored through Jesus Christ and t- given back so much more. So don't stay in sin, but yeah. come and be made new in God and be restored. I think the most important thing to remember with my last uh my last subtopic i've already said it but i'll just restate it sin is always available heaven is not yeah yep. there is an endless supply of sin we can sin whenever we want to but there is no free passes into heaven so we shouldn't take sin lightly mm-hmm. people are going to look at you <clears throat> as someone that is weird or (laughs) abnormal like right you're not gonna come out and like get drunk with us bible says those who get drunk have sinned (laughs) no they're foolish foolish. yeah so and you know being foolish is stupid (laughs) um but like I think that's just that's that's it for me honestly i think i just want to really like say that that there is no free passes in heaven and so we shouldn't take sin lightly absolutely and you don't know the day or the hour like we just said mentioned um 
I can tell you and we can tell you that you're not promised tomorrow. And so now is the time. Don't regret it. <laughs> I think I think you'll regret more that you never did than the things that you did. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. You'll yeah. It's true that you you will regret that you never got to know God than more than you'll regret doing the things that you saw everybody else do. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's, um, so yeah, that's yeah. that's that's it for me. I, uh, I really thank uh, everyone for joining us. Yeah, I think we need to take like a quick little break here. That's we're not gonna stop. We'll be right back. Uh, so wanna. You want to hit us with that mid-break prayer? Mid-break prayer, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you, God. God, I pray that those that are living in sin, God, I pray that you help them break that sin. God, I pray that every day we live, we realize that it could be our last. God, I pray that when we wake up in the morning, we we realize that you gave us the breath in our lungs. God, I pray that through every single day, every single person gets closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I thank you again for listening. We'll see you in like five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.